we're now joined by our good friend, Lauren Tussie, the newly elected president of the Kentucky Young Dems. And I could be wrong, but I think this is the first podcast to announce your uh, big win. It is, yes. Thank you for having me. Really excited. So what are you making for us today, Lauren? Uh, well, today I am making my uh, famous mac and Kim cheese. Um, so, yeah, it, you're in for a delight. I, I hope that you all can join me and make this at home. <laughs> I mean, I don't have Kim cheese at the moment. No, kimchi at the moment. I just said Kim cheese. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I don't have kimchi at the moment. I pretty sure I do have some just, you know, Kraft mac and cheese in my cupboard. Well, you're halfway there. Um, okay, so essentially, this is, this is, it's, it's apropos that um, I'm doing this on the Kooky Quarantine podcast, because um, this is the quarantine version of my normal uh, mac and kim cheese. So usually I do use Kraft. Um, all, literally every Kraft product was sold out at Kroger when I went to Kroger. So we've got Kroger brand, um, plug, always shop at Kroger or your other union supermarket. Um, so I haven't had this kind. I'm sure it's delicious. Um, and also, you know, typically you need milk. Um, I don't have milk, so we're going to wing it. I didn't want to risk social distancing um, and risk going to the grocery store for milk for this. So um, here we are. <laughs> Without milk, what are you going to use instead? Uh, a little bit of extra butter and like a zhuzh of water. That's probably it. About yeah. how many teaspoons is a zhuzh? Uh, it's like not teaspoons. A zhuzh is definitely a tablespoon. Um, a zhuzh is like, like two and a half tablespoons. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so for the listeners at home, I'm just going to throw this out there. I'm actually eating Triscuits uh, during this whole thing because who doesn't like Triscuits? Right. Because we've been talking about food all day, and I know you've been hungry throughout it. Mm-hmm. Damn straight. So it says to boil for seven to eight minutes. We'll go for the seven. Um, make it al dente, right? So you said this isn't your usual uh, version of mac and kimchi. How long have you been, like, how long have you been doing this? Really not long at all. Like, this is a quarantine creation. Um, and actually, it's kind of funny... Um, how this recipe came to my personal knowledge. Um, and I guess we'll just get real deep. I had um, what some might call a quarantine fling. Um, and it was, this was pre-quarantine. Yes, I know, I see the, the, the raised eyebrows. This was pre-quarantine before we were like shut down. Um, but I had met this guy on Bumble and we had been talking for a few weeks and our first, like, he lives two hours away. And our first in-person date was April, or not April Fool's, shit, um, was uh, leap year. So February 29th. So I drove to uh, Columbus, Ohio and like met him in real life. And it was awesome. Great date, whatever. Um, so we were doing the long distance thing for a while. And we had been talking for quite a bit before that point. Um, and he taught me how to make this. So subsequently, he also ghosted me like three weeks ago. So, you know, but mac and kim cheese is absolutely delicious. And I feel like I've co-opted it for my own. Um, because you want uh, to name him so, so we can sh uh, have the entire podcast community sh uh, shame him? 
Uh, no, I feel like it was a him thing and not a me thing, you know, like, like kind of one of those, oh, bless his heart things, you know, so no, no need to shame him. I feel bad for him. <laughs> um, okay, so five more minutes on the, uh, the pasta situation. Now, Lauren, I was kind of excited that you had a mac and cheese thing that you shared with us because... <laughs> We are of a generation that has learned to appreciate macaroni and cheese on a pretty deep level. Of course. It's, and aside from the fact that it's cheap and easy to make, it's also become ridiculously trendy, possibly because in part it's cheap and easy to make. Um, and variations of it with different sorts of, you know, toppings and things mixed in are really, really fun and really prevalent now. Do, do you have other, like, go-to mac and cheeses that you've done? I mean, sometimes I'll like, I, this, this is going to sound really hipstery probably. Sometimes I'll like dump a spoonful of pesto in it, you know, if I want a little variety or like chop up a chicken breast, um, you know, whatever. It was really funny. I like, I had, before What's-His-Face had like mentioned macaroni and like kimchi and cheese, whatever to me, I had like never really even considered it, but I posted about it on Facebook and one of my girlfriend's um, from high school actually was at a wedding that had a mac and cheese bar and they had kimchi as one of the toppings. So I guess this is a thing. Like this is a, like an actual thing. What is the, like, what is the mix of flavors there like? Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't know. You have to really like kim, kimchi, right? So like when I open it and I smell it, it's like, ah, oh, it's one of those things that it's just like so savory, but a little bit pickly, but like, like bright, but also pungent. And like, I mean, you have to really like kimchi and then like mac and cheese is just like neutral, you know, it's just like a, like macaroni and cheese is just such a neutral flavor palette, especially craft, right? It's just like the base for cool things. Yeah. So um, also fun fact too, I don't salt my pasta water. Um, and I don't either actually. Yeah, well, the reason why I don't salt it is because um, once it's cooled, it's like a really good natural fertilizer for houseplants. Um, so, you know, let it cool, sift the, the starch off the top, and then you can use it to water your plants. Hmm. Definitely going to use that uh, moving forward. Mm -hmm. And you can do that with like hard-boiled eggs, too. Um, what you know the water that you boil the shells in um you can do that with rice the water that you rinse your rice with um but yeah just essentially any non-salted boiled water like even um water that you've boiled veggies in is good for fertilizing plants i had not thought of that Great yeah. because my only plant that i have is a tiny little aloe that i keep in my office so its needs are not significant but no maintenance <laughs> i've got me my plant is a cactus yeah i've got a, i've got a couple little cacti floating around i've got over 50 house plants um i'm a house plant aficionado now if the quarantine goes on too much longer are any of those house plants ones that you can like pluck something off of for food <laughs> um, I am pretty sure that all of the houseplants that I have are like ornamental, um, and are not edible now that I think about it. That's one thing. Are I mean, any of them like bound or really want like world domination? 
That's a good question. Um, my, my, my Monstera Addisoni um, is definitely one. It, it's right here. And does it, it has a taste for blood? It, it does. You can see it's got these like kind of crazy holes in the leaves. This plant is pure How evil, many people have you fed to it? Uh, well, let's just say that's where, that's where the uh, mac and kim cheese Columbus guy went. Oh, okay. Good luck. <laughs> These are life lessons. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So we've got about a minute left on the uh, on the noodles. I think I'm gonna have to try one and make sure that they're done <coughs> enough. What other sorts of kitchen endeavors have you been getting up to during the quarantine? <laughs> Listeners, we just got a great beat of the boiling water auction. So what did Charles talk about? I imagine that his segment was like really, really interesting. Shakshuka. Do what? Shakshuka, it's uh, like North, North African dish. Sauce. That sounds super fancy. It looked fancy. Although, you well, know, this is Charles. Everything he does is fancy. To oh, God, that's so true. He's like so classy and interesting. I was honestly amazed that he was not wearing a three-piece suit while he was cooking. That was going to be the next question. <laughs> um, I'm putting some butter in now. This is two tablespoons. I'll do two more. Uh, what is in, uh, what is Governor Bashir's favorite uh, favorite mac and cheese? I'm assuming you know. Um, if I had to guess, I would say that it would be like a, a, a brisket barbecue mac and cheese. With a bourbon glaze. So, how are you guys, like, um, you know, spending quarantine these days? Uh, we started a podcast. That was weird. <laughs> uh huh. I'm still working from home, so I. Still As am I. Uh, I'm right now. While we're doing all this, I'm trying to restore a computer from backup. So. Oh, fun. Wait, fine. Okay, so this is coming together pretty wonderfully, um, as you can see. It is your typical run-of-the-mill um, neon orange mac and cheese. Um, I have not added any water. I might not add any water because it looks fine. Yeah, no, a little bit of water. It's a little chalky. I mean, you know, I don't have milk. It's quarantine. Not gonna get fancy. Social distancing. No, it's. I mean, that's legit, and I think that's kind of important for a lot of people right now. Not everyone can get to the store that frequently or that easily, so a little bit of creativity is necessary. Well, and I could have, but like honestly, you go for one thing, so I can like be on a podcast with friends. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay, so um, this is pretty much it. Like, I'm gonna put some in a bowl. I'm gonna cover it with a shit ton of freshly cracked pepper and then top it with some kimchi. And that's like, that's the gist of it. I don't know if any of this is even gonna be fucking usable. So, sorry guys. <laughs> you go for a lot on there or you just sort of sprinkle it atop? Like, how do you, how's the best for you to do that? I mean, like, that's probably a quarter of a cup of kimchi. Okay. So that's pretty much it. I mean, like, 
It's a little mac and kim cheese. Mm. How's it taste? Fucking delicious. Super, super good. Um, I want to definitely invite you guys to our convention whenever we have it rescheduled. We just, we did, so we did elections on April 4th. Um, but we are going to have like an in-person convention where our caucuses can meet and we do some, um, you know, some changes to our bylaws, et cetera. Um, uh, but it's going to be totally different than it was before. Um, what kind of changes to the bylaws are we talking? Are we talking about, uh, creating a dictatorship for? No, no, I'm adding, I've added in a few, um, a few positions to kind of help facilitate um, engagement and retention of membership. So we've got, um, we've always had like our- I don't, I don't know, um, Dicta dictator uh, Lauren Tussie does sound uh, kind of nice. That's not if you've been following the news, uh, there may be a job opening for that opening up uh, in North Korea right now. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> Chances of them uh, allowing his sister to step into that role are probably not not um, very grand, I would say. Mm -hmm. But um, anyway, so about this convention, um, we are going to do like essentially a down-home down home bluegrass music, um, like pig roast and like cornhole and horseshoes for our convention. But um, all of my YDA fam is definitely invited to attend. Uh, I already said I was going to go to the last one. So of course then, you know, the like apocalypse hit. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, that threw off a lot of our plans. Mm -hmm. sure did. I'm kind of like, I don't know. I'm, I'm saying this from a place of privilege. The first few weeks were really, really hard for me, um, but I'm really enjoying the opportunity to, um, I mean, even though I'm working, I'm still technically working, like to have a little bit of leeway and a little bit of extra free time to focus on, um, you know, the power change um, with, within the organization. There's a lot of stuff that needs done. Um, and so it's been cool to spend the last, like, essentially three weeks just like, you know, enveloped in that and like getting everything set we've got a budget for the first time in years um with an aggressive fundraising plan um you know we're really focusing on programming and recruitment um i've got all of those teams set up and it's kind of cool to see like i feel like i've got all of the right people in the right places they all know exactly what they need to do to be successful um and we're making sure that they have the tools too so that's super cool <coughs> sound like you're having a nice pro as productive quarantine as one can be then definitely putting us all to shame I mean she stopped short of starting a podcast so it's not all there <laughs> one of my um, I won't say who because she told me to keep it on the DL but um, one of our one of our members is starting a, a quarantine podcast I didn't start oh it. so we, we have competition you might. <laughs> or, Ben, hear me out. Okay. We use this as a way to join forces to a Voltron. Maybe it's like a special episode, sure. Otherwise, it's we can do a crossover. We can do a crossover. You know, we can get, she gets our subscribers, we get hers. How many subscribers do you guys have? That's a good question. I think like maybe a couple dozen. Cool. You guys, this is so good. 
I like I just can't recommend it enough. It's so freaking good. Really, really like, glad you're enjoying it. It's so good. <laughs> if you guys oh. like kimchi, like you'll like this. There's no way you could. And Corinne Frankfurt was telling me that she uh, makes a uh, grilled cheese with mozzarella and kimchi. That sounds phenomenal. I didn't realize so many people I knew were utilizing kimchi in their in their cooking. <laughs> and now I'm just like, what the hell have I been denying myself? It's so good. Although I'm a little like confused as to why it it says vegan. Oh, well, people will put the label on pretty much anything, even if it's redundant. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad to know that no, you know dairy or pork or something went into the cabbage, but <laughs> right. Well it's like uh adding like artisanal or something, which if you've ever seen the back in black segment from the Daily Show, I think it was 2011, 2012, of Lewis Black just completely destroying the whole artisanal thing. Oh, you're missing out. Mm-hmm. So you're like, Seamus, you're like, you're in New York. Yes, I am. An absolute, like, shit show in New York right now. Yeah. Like, what, I mean, I I can't, you know? So, like, I'm actually, uh, I have my family summer house on Long Island. Mm. So, yes, white privilege, blah, 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 here we go. Uh. But so our my father is eighty seven years old, so of course he's in the highest risk pool. So we decided that it would just be better if we got out of the city. Which, considering that it's likely that one in five New Yorkers have had uh, have the antibodies, so they probably had the coronavirus in them, it's probably the smart move. Uh, you know, I may have it have had it at some point because I have had like some respiratory issues at various points I saw it's like maybe the allergies or something I don't know um but yeah things are good you know I'm working from home so uh really everything's okay but as for other people you know I got I got great in comparison to a lot of others yeah I definitely feel lucky too I mean like I'm struggling like you know living alone um, I've put got my dog and I still have my job, um, which is super fortunate. And our governor's a badass, so that's super cool. Y'all have a good governor too. Yeah, we do. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Like, we are sort of a triumvirate here of the states with the real governors, like between Kansas, New York, and Kentucky. Yeah, uh-huh. we could also throw California in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're not on the call. So. <laughs> I mean, and I say this, you know, Ohio's my neighbor. Like, literally, I could kick a soccer ball and hit Ohio. Um, I'm that close to the river. So, like, DeWine, I'm pleasantly surprised with how DeWine's been handling this as well. There I mean, actually is a website that is creating bobbleheads for all of the governors that are doing, like, the right thing. Oh, really? Uh, so it's Cuomo, DeWine... Uh, Newsome, there's like two others. I think Bashir may be on the list. Better. Hold on. I can find find it. He's I not said. owned by God. <laughs> it's 
It is available for pre-sale uh, at bobbleheadhall.com. So it's Bobblehead Hall of Fame, actually. It is, let's see, Governor Cuomo, Governor Newsom, uh, Dwayne, <coughs> and Tony Evers. Oh, that's a crock of shit now. Come on. You call me when they get the Laura Kelly bobblehead, and I'm going to buy one. Uh, until then, y'all have your fun. Yeah, well, screw your bobblehead governor thing. <laughs> We've been robbed. No mac and kimchi for them. Mm-mm. No, hell no. <laughs> so, okay, so Ben, is it looking like the next uh, YDA function is going to be in Kansas after all? Yeah, that, as far as I know, because I've had a few conversations uh, with Josh. The, the plan is still whenever we can finally reschedule, we'll still be doing it in Kansas City. Um, I, I haven't really wanted to dig into logistics too much just because there are so many X factors right now. Um, and if not, then I'm just going to, you know, tell whoever does go to that conference if it ends up being somewhere else to, you know, light it all on fire. But I don't <laughs> think that'll be a problem. <laughs> valid yeah well, you know it'll no longer be on my birthday weekend which was a bummer uh but when we do all finally reconvene it should still be in my home state absolutely and there will still be lots of barbecue and everyone will have a good time there we go there we go and we are now thinking of trying to have a YDA cook-off we so talked about this morning yes you know, I feel like these things start and then they never come to fruition because I was challenged to a YDA like bartending match before the last convention and nothing happened. Like, I've heard no- that being talked about. Who are you supposed to take on in that? Remember. Jovan Richards. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Gauntlet thrown. Somebody else too. Not just Jovan. There was somebody else. A woman as well. Was it Hannah? No. No, I can't remember. I can't remember. I couldn't hang with, like, a big city bartender. No, I couldn't. Believe in yourself. No. Or in Kentucky. You're, like, literally where moonshine exists. Yeah, but the, the biggest group I bartended for was a crowd of, like, 100 people. And I haven't been bartending professionally in about a year. So, I know I couldn't hang. I've only done, like, special events. I couldn't hang. What is more special of an event than YDA? Mm-mm. I want to enjoy myself at YDA. <laughs> well, listeners, I tried. Well, with that, Lauren, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks for having me, guys. Enjoy the Mac. We're all jealous. It looks great. <laughs> and of course, stay safe. <laughs>